Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the show, we've seen a spice vision of the movie to come. And now it's time to analyze. Scene by scene, frame by frame, we'll be exploring details you may have missed, followed by some of our biggest takeaways. Welcome to Gam Jabbar, your guide to the iconic world of Dune. We'll be exploring the themes, philosophies, and characters found in the sandy depths of this vast universe, from Frank Herbert's groundbreaking novels to the adaptations on film and TV. I'm Abu. And I'm Leo. And today is mostly going to be film. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, speaking of, right, finally, I don't know about you, Abu, but I've received, like, seven text messages today from different people just so so excited and a little bit confused about this upcoming yeah. Denis Villeneuve movie which the trailer dropped today so exciting yes. today was trailer day yeah. and we earlier today you and I recorded a YouTube video of our live reaction of watching the trailer for the first time mm -hmm. I, watching that back was really hilarious because I definitely had some reactions I don't remember having <laughs> He's blacked uh, out. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as Oscar Isaac showed up on screen, my I twitched. Like my body just twitched, <laughs> and I don't remember that happening. So definitely, I was I was quite hyped up. I, I recommend <laughs> our listeners check out that YouTube video. Just search for uh, Lore Party on YouTube. Hilarious video. But today, on this episode, on this bonus episode, we're going to be getting a little bit deeper into that trailer and. We obviously shared our first impressions in that live video earlier, but in this sort of longer form podcast episode, we wanted to go frame by frame and really analyze this trailer, share our thoughts, and dig deep into this film now that we've finally been given our first official glance of it. Now, we had a conversation uh, right before we started recording about whether or not to make this a spoiler-free or a spoiler-heavy conversation, and we have decided drum roll spoiler free mm -hmm. and i think what our goal is is to set you up to get the most out of the movie when it's there giving reason and, and meaning to what you saw in the trailer without necessarily beating a dead horse or uh giving too much so that maybe your first time watching the movie is still a good one right right and geeking out a little bit too of course oh always we're, we're always excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's hit play on that trailer, and let's go through this thing, shot by shot, and uh, really unpack this trailer. There's something happening to me. There's something awakening in my mind. I can't control it. So 
the trailer begins and we get some initially we get some visions of the future with Timothy Chalamet kind of describing that he's had this dream, this sort of prophetic dream. And a lot of this first couple of scenes of the trailer is framed in this conversation between him and this mysterious woman. Do you often dream things that happen just as you dreamed them? Yes. At the start here, we see some flashes of Paul. We see some flashes of Chani in, in the sunlight. And then we see them sort of about to kiss. And uh, what I'm sensing here is that the movie might play up their romance a bit more than the novels did. Right. He did have those visions in the novels. Like that much is true. That one's that is directly from the books. But their romance was like really a backdrop in the novels. And here it seems to be played up a little bit more, which makes sense. It's a film. It's Hollywood. You got to you got to hit some of those big Hollywood movie blockbuster beats. And uh, I'm not going to complain seeing more Zendaya on screen. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, one one small thing I want to note here in these first couple of flashes between Paul and Johnny is we see the blue eyes, the yeah. iconic blue eyes of the Fremen people on Arrakis. This is a result of a spice addiction, and it's a uh, it's a little different from the novels. You noted this in our in our notes here. It's not totally blue in the novels. It's described as just their eyes as they get more and more addicted to this spice substance go full blue right no right. whites no like whites the, not just yeah. the pupils but like the whites are blue the entire eyeball turns blue that's not the case here it's a much more subtle look you can see it in chani's eyes here there's a hint of blue a touch of blue but the entire eye is not like creepy glowy blue <laughs> it does <laughs> in the books it's said to be unsettling if you're not used to it you know this kind of unnerving blue on blue you know the deep blue of the spice addicted eyes but you know the more i watched and the more i looked at the the kind of stills it looks like maybe they are making the whites of the eyes a little bit blue but it's it's definitely not as uh violent a <laughs> a transition as it as it could be right uh, so moving on, the next couple of flashes that we see here are Paul waking up in bed. And there's a small detail here here that I just loved. The, the attention to detail in this trailer really inspires confidence in me. The headboard behind Paul shows fish and bamboo and water and all of this like symbolism for life and water as an important substance, which is a big theme in the in the novels and will be a big theme in this movie. And that is almost exactly how it was described in the novels. Like just a throwaway description in the novel yeah. made it into the film. And I think that attention to detail really makes me confident that this movie took the novels seriously, took this universe seriously, and took the story seriously. When something as small as what carvings are on the headboard of Paul Atreides' bed made it into the movie. <laughs> yeah. What did you see? There's a crusade coming. The next kind of change that we see is this line that says, there's a crusade coming. Um, and this is with this horizon shot. And this is, a, this is a significant line because in the books, we deal with this term, the jihad. And the term jihad is used to describe a number of events across Dune history. But there is this 
terminology shift from the term jihad, which is used pretty frequently in the book, to, uh, I guess, this word crusade. And to be honest, it's probably just because the word jihad has it is a loaded term and and it's not in and of itself a super important word it's used a lot but it's not it doesn't have to be that word for it to be what it is in the books you know? yeah yeah th- this reeks to me of like big corporate decision about like no don't you you're not allowed to say the word jihad in this movie we this isn't necessarily confirmation that we'll never hear the word jihad i mean the even the book references this sort of calamity that Paul is seeing in his visions. Right. Later in the trailer, Paul like outright says, I have visions of the future. I can see the future. Right. And this this is sort of this uh thing in the backdrop that Paul Paul continues to see in his visions is this crusade in the future, this jihad that he's wor- like worried about and is effectively trying to stop. And and uh, while I'm I'm of two minds on this, I saw some opinions online that I actually kind of agree with where people were saying that they're hoping that the Fremen and some of the like Islamic and Arabic terminology and mythology that's like so heavily present throughout the Dune novels doesn't get whitewashed, you know, for the sake right. of like, oh, we that's a touchy subject. We can't really talk about terrorism and like we can't use Islamic words or whatever. It's it's like too touchy or you know whatever corporate big wig decides like that's not okay. And, you know, that does take away uh, quite a bit from the from the movie and from from, uh, you know, Frank's original works. But at the same time, I think like crusade is still a pretty loaded term. You know, if any, if right. you've done your history homework, you also know plenty of bloodshed in both jihads <laughs> and crusades throughout history. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, in this one case, I think I am mostly OK with it. I do hope we hear jihad at some point like the fremen should of course reference this thing as a jihad not a crusade but if we don't i don't think it'll be the end of the world but here at least in the trailer and again this is a trailer they're trying to get as many people to watch you don't want people up in arms about the word jihad in your trailer and then not have them come see your movie so who knows what the final movie will hold for us this has become like a weirdly big debate online. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's as big as people are making it out to be, at least in my opinion. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box. And you die. What's in the box? Pain. So from that shot of the clouds and the mountains, we get into the Gamjabar scene. Yeah. The Gam scene Jabbar. where we get our name. That's, it's, uh, it's us. It's us. We were on screen. <laughs> Both of us. Right there. So we get this scene with the box. Again, we're back with. What's in the box? Timmy and, and the Reverend Mother in the box and the, and the what's in the box. And she says pain. And then he has to put his hand in the box. And it's such a good scene. I love, I don't know, everything about the scene. The lighting, the costumes, the set design here. <laughs> yeah. Everything was just so good. And by this point in the trailer, we're only like 40 seconds in. I'm fucking amped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we get a very quick shot of the Reverend Mother holding up the Gamjabar needle. Yeah. Our namesake. There it is. Up to Paul's neck as he's putting his hand in this box and going undergoing the test of pain. And uh, uh, such a cool, so, so cool to see that scene play out on screen. And honestly... I don't know how you feel about this, Leo, but I consider this 
our cameo in the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I look forward to seeing our names in the credits uh, in order of appearance. We're going to be up there. I mean, I think before. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, it is worth mentioning that, you know, our logo for our podcast is Agam Jabbar. And it's worn on a finger because that's how it's been for. That's how it was in the 1984 film. Yeah. I mean, that's how the style here is obviously a little bit different. I think that's how it's described, even because it's a it's a needle worn on the finger. Ah, yeah. They they went with just a classic needle in this one. Yeah, but in the trailer here, whatever you know, a needle's a needle. Um, it's fine. Yeah, for the record, we're not updating our logo, okay? It took a long time to get our bomb-ass logo. <laughs> until, we, until we see the movie. If the movie's really good, maybe we'll, uh, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a, yeah. a reprinting. <laughs> it's already, it looks great. I mean, it looks a little bit like one of those swords you put in a margarita, but like, listen, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. For sure, for sure. You inherit too much power. You have proven you can rule yourself. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. The next scene after these kind of establishing shots in Kaladin, we get these scenes of Paul sparring with Gurney Halleck, which oh my God. is so maybe, cool. Maybe one of my favorite shots in the trailer. It's the first time that we're seeing these personal shields, which is just Oh, electric. I mean, it's so set, literally electric. I think it's so (laughs) sexy, though. Oh, my gosh. Looks great. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed the shields. That is better than I could have imagined. Yeah. I mean, in the 1984 film, we get these kind of blocky PlayStation 2 (laughs) looking things. It's which, again, strong choice. I'm here for strong choices. But this is this definitely looks cool. Um, Nice little tiny detail. The knife that Paul is using has a little hawk symbol on it, which is neat because that's the House Atreides symbol. So Yeah, yeah, that's the crest of the Atreides. So if you look around, I think at one point on one of his uh clothing, yeah. There's a there's like a little hawk symbol on his collar as well. So you'll you'll see that everywhere. That's sort of if you think in Game of Thrones terminology, right, right. House Atreides, <laughs> their symbol is the hawk. Right, exactly. But this scene is so absolutely badass. I think one thing I want to point out here is in the novels the shields are like a belt buckle thing that they just right, kind of always right. wear wear around and they you push a button and your body shield activates to protect you uh here it's just like a like a wrist wrist hand thing and we get a quick very brief shot of like a Paul power touching a button power rangers uh activate. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a power ranger thing and he touches it and then his shield shimmers around Fucking him and morphing time <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. So cool. And this fight scene is brutal. It's fast. It's it's lethal. It's a great way to show that like Gurney Halleck and Paul are competent fighters. Yeah. Yeah. It's great non non expositional storytelling. Um, we also get. I'm a huge fan of the glow globes. You can hear me talk about glow globes for like 45 yes. minutes in our tech in our episode. tech of Dune episode. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Leo gives a dissertation uh, on one thing. <laughs> It literally the the so Ikea good. the Ikea lamps in the background <laughs> of this fight scene are yeah, yeah. so Yeah, if you look at these brief shots in the fight scene, you see those little circular floating lamps in the background. Yeah. Those are glow globes. Those are a big deal in Dune as far as Leo and I are concerned. One of probably the most important character in Dune is those glow globes. <laughs> and 
I'm glad that they made an appearance. <laughs> uh, me too. Me too. Fun fact: they are filled with a bioluminescent bacteria. So you know, neat. We've got some uh, organic organic uh, lighting. Cool. <laughs> we do indeed. Learn more about it in our Tech of Dune episode. <laughs> so good. One last thing before we move on from this scene. I mean, I could talk about this scene for another twenty minutes. Totally. In this fight scene, we see you know Paul sort of hits gurney's leg gurney falls to the ground paul jumps on him and then we see a flash of red and i think that is such a good visual indicator we'll, we'll see this later in the trailer as well when duncan idaho starts murdering people <laughs> killing people yeah we see that blue is when the shield deflects something and red is when uh penetration happens when when a blade <laughs> makes it past the shield's defenses Fre freezing <laughs> phrasing indeed i i don't know if you heard that slight hesitation before i said it <laughs> the middle schooler in you was like wait okay wait. proceed <laughs> right. so i think that again like speaking of the aesthetic of this film and the right. visual storytelling here brilliant way to tell us how shields work my father rules an entire planet he's losing it he's getting a richer one He'll lose that one, too. But moving on from that little shield sparring scene, we get a quick shot of a sunset on Kaladin, a quick shot of Timmy looking sad <laughs> <He's> good <laughs> again on Kaladin. He's good at it. And then we fade out and we get to this really interesting shot where we see a hand resting on this mural. Uh, but but after we see that hand, we, we, fade, we, we uh, get a shot of the man behind the hand and my god oh, leo yeah oh. oscar isaac has never looked so good if I, you don't if you uh, don't give a shit about doom <laughs> i promise you you will still want to see this movie because god damn i swiped right on my computer oscar screen isaac. when he when he popped up i just <laughs> i swiped the whole computer off the table and it's worth it <laughs> it's beautiful just a beautiful man so good. We, we So we get a, this is sort of a mirror shot of Paul being sad and forlorn. This is a shot of his dad, the Duke, Duke Leto being sad and forlorn and kind of thinking back about it, about his own father. Um, and then after that, we, we get some very quick shots of this move, I guess. Like we get yeah. a big shot of, yeah. big overhead shot of Kaladin, the castle in Kaladin. We get some movers moving some boxes I promise I'm very much under describing it. It looks much more beautiful than than a U-Haul truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just an intergalactic U-Haul truck. We get some really, <laughs> really quick shots. Again, this is uh, starting with a shot of dunes. We've got some shuttle doors opening from the, the ship that they're arriving on. Light spilling across multiple people's faces. Uh, you yep. know, this, this kind of touching moment where uh, Leto, played by Oscar Isaac, looks back at Paul, his son, and and it's just a beautiful little moment, especially because all of this is under this uh, subtext or, or this, this narration from Gaius and Paul where, you know, he says, we're getting a richer planet, and she says he's going to lose that one too, and, and that subtext is so alive in this moment. Kind of whether or not, you know, that's that's how it's presented in the movie. In the trailer, right, this is just... Setting up the drama of the film here. Yeah, totally. Arrakis is a death trap. 
But moving on from this scene, we see uh, Paul and Gurney and the rest of the rest of the gang arrive on Dune. Duncan Idaho runs up and hugs Paul. We sort of understand their relationship to each other. And then the trailer kind of picks up. We get some really quick flashes of a couple of things. We see Stilgar taking his mask off. He's a major player in the story. And we get this line from Gaius, Arrakis is a death trap. And a sudden shift in tone. <laughs> Indeed. This is where we get the quick shot of uh, of Harkonnen, right? Yeah, we get a very brief. I mean, it, it is misty. We don't get a clear shot of the Baron. He says only one line. <laughs> But we kill do get them. a shot of the Baron, and he says, "Kill them." And he is—he is obviously, <laughs> as is clear in the trailer, he's, he's the obviously our main protagonist, <laughs> the <Yeah>. antagonist here. <laughs> he is clearly um, yeah, the we, main guy, the main character. Yeah, <laughs> the guy we're rooting for. What a right? twist! <laughs> what a twist! So we get these like very quick shots: a, a big military, the Beast Raban, played by Dave Bautista, and then we get that half-second, tiny, tiny quick shot of the Baron. <laughs> We get some trees on fire and yeah. either some refugees or some military, like, sort of um, marching through this town. A quick shot of Jessica, Paul's mom, who's played by Rebecca Ferguson, just kind of looking scared. Like, you know, like, just trailer stuff. Just, like, right, quick shots right. of people, like, reacting to shit. And uh, this is where, actually, in one of these quick shots, we get our first look at you, who's yeah. also a major character. He's part of the Atreides court. And the way the reason we know that's you is because he's got that iconic diamond on his head. That is the mark of a souk doctor. He is a trained physician uh, and one of the souk doctors who are some of the best uh, medical minds in the Dune universe. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. Uh, but moving on from this montage of character shots, we get a very cool shot of what I assume are the Sardaukar. It's these soldiers in white sort of padded looking armor. They all have like these sabers in hand. And one of them is sort of floating down, I assume, on suspensers, which are which are big in the Dune universe, like these anti-grav fields. And uh, they look menacing. Really menacing. Definitely looked like a formidable foe. Like if if I turn the corner in my neighborhood in brooklyn and i saw this like platoon of white clad you know soldiers dropping from the sky with their machetes i'd run uh -huh. <laughs> i'd turn <laughs> i would uh to quote duncan a little bit later in the in the trailer let's fight like demons no 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 i'm gonna no. i'm gonna run like a like a coward because they're scary right. i was gonna say one person who's not running in this trailer is duncan yo because immediately fighting. after we see that shot of the sardaukar dropping down and looking menacing and right. approaching us we get a shot of Duncan, and so he, you know, he says here, "Let's fight them like demons," and that sets off another quick montage where we see some really cool combat. Yeah, big fighting scenes, really like lots of people, lots of cool moments of little choreography, like exchanges among these kind of big tableaus of violence, and we get some really great shots of Jason Momoa looking badass and i had a friend uh text me and say i'm so glad to see jason momoa's in this movie because he's great and buckle up y'all jason momoa's an important character in the in the dune universe buckle the fuck buckle up, up. <laughs> so yeah really cool to see him getting some screen time in this trailer uh 
you know, it's like him versus six people at one moment in the trailer. So that's awesome. It's just very so awesome. dope. <laughs> yeah. I know you. One day, the legend will be born. Uh, and then after that, we see we see a shot that made me that made me scream during yeah. our reaction video earlier today. Yeah. This overhead shot oh of uh, of a worm, yeah. uh, the mouth of a worm. Those are teeth in the ground, eating a sand crawler as as Paul and Gurney are hanging out of out of the back of a ornithopter flying overhead. So good, and our first shot of a worm, and you know it. It's worth knowing um, that that thing that's being eaten is a is a spice crawler. These are massive tank like buildings that are literally like two or three football fields in size. They are hundreds and hundreds of feet long, hundreds of feet wide. They are massive vehicles built to extract the spice drug from the sand of Arrakis. So this shot of Gurney Halleck holding Paul's arm as they look down from the open kind of, I don't know, hatch of a, of a carryall, looking down on this massive, massive vehicle being swallowed by an even massiver mouth is just spectacular. And, you know, Abu, I, I think we agree on this. The, the, one of the things that Denis Villeneuve has already done with this trailer is he's captured scale. Like it yes. feels massive, and I can tell you, hey, that thing that's being eaten is not just a tank; it's a it's a full building worth of vehicle, and that'll change your perception of that scene. But it already looked massive; it already looked magnificent. Definitely, all of civilization depends on it. The future, I can see it. Yeah, so we move move on from this shot. We get some ornithopters flying over some dunes, some mountains. We get a shot of Beast Raban walking menacingly. We get a really distressed-looking shot of Oscar Isaac, which, get that off my screen, never show me a sad Oscar Isaac. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but we get this shot. He's looking down at something. We don't know what. Uh, a bloody handprint is on his left shoulder on his white shirt, so... Uh, some mysterious, you know, murder drama plots stuff is happening in that shot. And then we, he, then we hear and see Paul, Timmy say, I can see the future. So if the right. scene earlier didn't make it clear enough, <laughs> too subtle, he, he outright just says <laughs> yeah. it. I can see the future. I have visions of the future. Again, this is a major part of the story, a major part of Paul's character. Uh, and then we get the briefest, like blink and you miss it briefest shot of like a really important scene actually where paul is fighting one of the fremen in the desert and uh, i can't say too much more than that without getting into spoiler territory but right. very significant scene and i'm glad that we are going to get it in this film excited to see that play out i must not fear fear is the mind killer my Lord Duke, where the fear is gone, only I will remain. 
This trailer is so exciting and is showing us so much so quickly. But this also leads up to what I think is possibly one of my favorite cinematic shots of the trailer, which is this kneeling in the sand, and we get this hand reaching down and grabbing some sand, and then looking at it, and and the tilt shift, right? We get this shift of focus from the distant sand to the close-up sand, and there's this dusting of what looks like red glitter. I mean, it's really, it's so pretty. It's the prettiest sand I've ever seen. Um, but this is the spice melange. This is the uh, the spice drug that we were talking about that makes people's eyes blue uh, in its unprocessed form in the sand. And it's iconic. It's this huge part of the Dune lore and the Dune world and the Dune universe. So it's so great to have this beautiful, beautiful moment so highlighted in the trailer yeah and over that we hear the voiceover of paul saying one of the single most iconic lines in dune and potentially in sci-fi history the litany of fear the litany of fear you hear him say fear is the mind killer i will let it pass through me and you know what will be left behind will be just me or something like wow i just butchered one of the most famous <laughs> it's iconic no one could ever mess it up take it away abu oh no <laughs> no it's long i mean to be clear it's long and yeah it's a litany okay it's it's long but again so iconic glad we got it in the trailer and we get it over this shot of the sand we get it over some other very dramatic shots uh one of my favorites in this film is Paul, like hair in his face, you know, like if I was a 15 year old teenage girl, like Jesus, my body would be reacting. And he's like slow mo, slow mo walking towards the camera. Someone pats him on the shoulder and he, he, we're hearing him say the litany of fear. And you think, like, wow, that's cool. They might end the, end the trailer there on that cool shot of slow mo Timmy walking towards the camera nope. until nope. Leo. Yeah. yeah. Until we see Worm Sign, baby. We see that again when we're talking about scale and what this trailer does well. The next couple of shots of Worm Sign, and then we get this these two figures running on the sand with this literal like hill being formed in the sand, dune being formed in the sand as we watch of this massive, 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 massive thing, these ripples in the sand. And then we get what will likely be one of the most exciting kind of sequences uh oh my gosh you know a a person running from the gaping mouth of what is a relatively small worm it looks like um yeah but still oh my god incredible and then the the person the like framed against the the wall the side of the worm and this all leads up to seeing the worm confronting paul and and another character Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know what what stronger note it could end on outside of just giving us the movie, you know, like <laughs> I fully went into this trailer. I got up this morning today and I was like, doing trailer day. I'm I'm psyched. But I fully believed we were not going to see a worm. Uh, truly, truly striking and exciting to see. Uh, and that's where the trailer ends. It, it cuts to the cuts to the Dune logo. It cuts to the credits where every actor in Hollywood ever is listed and that's it. That's the trailer. 
Well, friends, there is no real ending. It's just the place where you stop the recording. But this podcast is always one step beyond logic. So help spread the word of Muad'Dib and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to check out the other shows on the Lore Party Podcast Network on loreparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, he who controls the podcast controls the universe. We'll see you on the Golden Path. 